0: Uh, thanks for coming on the, on the podcast, Pop. I really appreciate it. Um, so, um, I wanted to chat to you about um, your experiences and your time that you spent overseas. Can you just fill me in of where you've been in the middle? Like, let's let's mainly focus on the Middle East tonight. But where where have been the main places that you've visited?
1: Yeah, look, uh, thanks for having us. Anyway, Caleb. good to be here with you. Um, yeah, look, we've been. When I talk about we, I'm talking about my wife, Carol, and we've been in uh, Israel a couple of times and. Turkey a couple of times, Greece around that area, um, been in other parts of Asia as well, in England. But when you when you really look at some of the trips that are of interest, real interest, is you know around the Middle East and Turkey, they're just uh, tremendous places for the history. And have you got any interest in the Bible? Well, there's Bible history there as well, and so it's, it's, there's quite a tremendous value in going to those places.
0: Right. So you specifically mentioned Turkey. What's so interesting about Turkey?
1: Well, t- Turkey's a place where a lot of things happened in history. It's been an old place and things have happened down through time. You've got um, Alexander the Great for a start. He, uh, he actually started off in uh, Greece and Macedonia and ended up in Turkey as he fought against the Persians. Right. The Persian Empire was there. Yep. So, yeah, interesting things to follow there as well. Yeah, yep.
0: right. So for, for our viewers listening, what, what, what did Alexander the, the Great do that was so... You know, it made him so famous, or well, you know, what, what's so what's significant about him? I'm okay,
1: well, the the Persian Empire was a, was one of the largest uh, land empires seen, right. and and they had a lot of people under their control, and and they really ruled from say Turkey right across to India, just about. Right, and they had also parts of Greece and Macedonia, and uh, Alexander's father Philip actually had the idea of actually conquering uh the persians now he never got to do it he died yep. but uh, alexander uh was the one who then took on the task and uh, there's just some terrific places you can see which are exciting you know in greece too particularly before you even get to turkey yep. you can see where where he started off yeah um, you know we were fortunate enough to go to um the oracle of delphi's place in delphi in greece and uh, there's a temple there, Temple of um, Apollo, and that's where Alexander went, and he uh, grabbed the oracle by the hair and said, uh, tell me how I'm going to go. Right. And she said, uh, she gave him a good answer, obviously, because it's uh, part of the business, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> she said, you will conquer the world. Right. That's what he wanted to hear, so he, he yeah. got his army together. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he headed up to a little place called Dion. It's in uh, uh, the top of Greece. Uh, it's near Thessaloniki or Thessalonica as yep. it was in the Bible time and there was a temple of Zeus and we were fortunate enough to go there as well and it was right. just a magic sort of feeling. Yeah. As he went to this place, he gathered his uh, army under Mount Olympus, yep, got them all together and then headed off towards uh, Turkey, which was you know, called Asia in those days. Right, so that's the start of his journeys, anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, so It sounds like you've been everywhere. Like I've been, I've been Turkey and Middle East, and it's like, oh, I've also been this, uh, like I can't say Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. and all these other places. So, so tell me, what was? So you said that Alexander the Great wanted to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. For what purpose? Like, why did he want to conquer the world?
1: I think Alexander wanted to conquer it because it was there.
0: Right. It was just the yeah. Just the fact that he owned it.
1: He owned it. Yeah, could own it. But also, um, some years earlier, mm. probably hundred or so years, hundred and fifty years earlier, um, Xerxes, king of Persia, had made an attack on uh, on Greece. You now right. you, you may recall, um, the, it was called the Battle of Thermopylae, where the three hundred Spartans, made a stand.
0: Now, right. there are a lot
1: more than 300 Spartans there, but they're the ones who are glorified in history. Yeah, And uh, it's a, just a little pass, and you can see that there today too, and we were fortunate enough to see it. It's really good. Yeah, And uh, you can see where the Persians actually came down, and you can see the pass that they came through, um, where the Persians held the ground. And and then if you go through the mountains, as we went to Delphi, yep. you can actually see where the camp of the king of Persia would have been So it was yeah, right. really exciting sort of stuff So what they did After the Persians actually uh, were defeated It took about three and a half days right. uh, Or two and a half, three days To beat them But it was enough to hold off the Persians And the, and the Athenians and, yep. and the Greeks Were able to abandon Athens yep. Those who abandoned, them, abandoned Athens lived right. Those who didn't actually were killed and but what Xerxes did, because he was angry, he burnt the place to the ground. Now that wow. stayed in the minds of his, you know, people all down through history, from Philip's uh, Alexander's father Philip to Alexander. So when Alexander finally got his revenge, uh, he eventually came across Persia and beat you know army after army. Yep. And then eventually comes to a city called Persepolis, right. which is a massive city. And he burned it to the ground.
0: Right. So, what was the purpose of them burning it to the ground? He was
1: drunk. He was drunk, yeah. and the soldiers all whipped him up. And said, "We're here to, to take revenge for what happened to us in Athens 150 yeah. years earlier." Yeah. So it's, turn you know, payback time. Right. So Alexander, in you know, a drunken stupor with all these men, burnt the place to the ground. Then he woke up the next morning and sobered up and mm. was very sorry because he, had, <laughs> <laughs> he just conquered the place. And it's yeah, well, it's yeah. a great asset. You know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and, uh, and here it was now in, in
0: ruins. In ruins. And yeah. he's just ruined these all his opportunities. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what would that mean for – so was that just – did that only happen in Athens? Because he conquered a lot more places well, look, than he,
1: that. he started off – and we were, we were fortunate enough to. I think it was 2016 that uh, Carol and myself went to um, – we went to Turkey for the first time and we, right. we moved from Istanbul – Came down to a place called um, uh, where where Gallipoli was fought.
0: Yep. Right down near the Dardanelles. Yeah, that? down, down yeah, yeah, there. Yeah.
1: And uh, we then moved eastward, and we come across across the river to look for the spot where the first major battle of uh, uh, Alexander was. It was called the Battle of Granicus. Right. And uh, and Carol sort of mapped it out, and she found it pretty well, which was really good. Um, just to see where he did, where he took it. Then he he took that battle and. His generals actually said to him we should not fight this battle yeah. because what it was is the Greeks were on one side of the river and the Persians were well and truly outnumbering them and on the other side of the river, which meant the Greeks had to get across the river and then up the up the bank yeah. to, before they could even start fighting. Right. And the Persians were looking down on them. So uh, his generals said, no, don't do this. We'll lose our first battle right. you know, on trying to take Persia. But Alexander said... I'm not going to let this little river stop me. And he took his what's called companion cavalry. He had 2,000 horses and they were all Macedonians, all well-trained. He took them off, say, to the right of the battle and he just looked for a little spot and then bang, he gave the command, he charged into the river and he came down upon the Persians from their left coming down upon them. And, uh, and he then eventually they, they won the battle. And that so, was the first So major they won, battle. even
0: though everything was against them. Everything was against them. And
1: right. look, the Bible describes that Alexander had a work to do. Right. If you go back to, say, Daniel chapter 8, particularly, he had a work to do. And the work yeah. was to overcome the Persian Empire and start the Greek Empire. Right. He's actually named, not named, but it's actually highlighted that he was the first general uh, in the symbols that were there. So... Um, he, he really had a work to do and it's so interesting because the first battle that he fought, he had this beautiful plumed hat and, and he looked at this and he looked at himself in the mirror, he thought, Oh wow, don't I look great? Yeah. And right at the last moment he changed helmets. If he hadn't changed helmets he'd have been killed in the first battle. And the reason is that the second helmet he put on was actually a lot thicker. Right. than the first one he had, which looked nice, but uh, was very flimsy. Yeah. And someone hit him in the head with an axe straight on top. It actually cut a part of his scalp, but it didn't go through. Gee. If he had the first helmet, he would have been dead on the that first cold. head. Cold, yeah, right. Yeah, so he'd have been gone. Yeah. Um, but he, God had a work for him to do, and he yep. uh, he then went on to fulfil it. He, he had some major battles and, yep. and won them all.
0: Yeah. Yep. So well, after he... After he did conquer all those countries, like you're saying, mm-hmm. what what happened next? So, like, uh, obviously, you know, he might have passed away, obviously. Mm-hmm. What was the next step after the passing of Alexander the Great in next terms of up. land ownership?
1: Yeah, okay. After Alexander died, uh, Alexander got all the way across to India. Right. You know, and his soldiers actually got sick of it. Um, They had just beaten an army in India, Mm. and he was ready to go, or it was probably Pakistan today, he was ready to go further. But he found that all the um, tribes of India united, and there were just hundreds of these elephants and 300,000 men against his (laughs) (laughs) 30,000. His men said, look, I'm sorry, uh, Alexander, we love you dearly, but we're going home. (laughs) (laughs) And and so they turned around went back to Babylon. Right. He... uh, um, he actually got sick mm. And it seems to be that uh, in, in uh, he had a couple of things on his agenda And his agenda had uh, the Arabs or Arabia yep. And also Rome Right Now if you look to the Bible You'll see that Alexander was not to do Rome That was for another day and for another empire But not for the Greeks to conquer And right. so what we find is that <clears throat> He got uh, very impetuous, it seems, as one discovery seemed to say. He got sick and he said to his doctor, fix me. And the doctor gave him some medicine and he kept taking the medicine. He wanted the medicine so he could get better. Yep. and today we have the same problem. If you take medicine in the right dose, you can get better. Yep. If you take it in the wrong dose and too much, yep. it can kill you, yeah, and, and that's, that's exactly what seems so, to have happened. So there. that's how he died. It seems to be, and you know, there's a lot of different right. ideas, but there was actually a documentary where an investigative uh, – um, yeah, the people who do autopsies and that, detectives right. and that, and a detective who was involved with autopsies – did a major study, and that seems to be what's happened. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, the, the doctor actually killed him without even knowing it.
0: Yeah, True. Okay. It's a bit like Michael Jackson's, how, how Michael Jackson died.
1: I don't know. How did Michael Jackson oh, he,
0: he died from drug overdose as well.
1: Yeah, no, but he might, did he just go, or did he was I,
0: think it was? I think it was tablets or something. Oh, was it? Well, but, the same thing. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just, just going to show that it's such a powerful influential person such as alexander the great mm. would die such a yeah mediocre death mediocre right?
1: death yeah and look the thing is he had rome on the his agenda right. rome was not his to do yep. he'd done the job god wanted him to do and he now was moved, removed removed right. and then As you asked the question before, what happened after him? Mm. The empire eventually was divided into four. And again, that's exactly what the Bible says. It would be divided into four and not any of his line, any of his heritage. And in actual fact, what happened was his wife and his uh, son was actually murdered, were actually murdered. And these other generals fought their, fought it out between them, and they divided the Greek Empire between the four of them. Right. And again, that's exactly what the Bible says, and that came down to the Roman Empire then. Yeah. Uh, it was 160, or now be 260 years later, 270 years later, right. when the Romans started to. So exactly
0: you know, what the Bible said, it was it came to. It, it came to pass. Yes. Right. Yeah. It actually
1: describes it as a goat. Right. Which had. One big horn, yep. and that big horn, it says, was the first general, um, which uh, was Alexander the Great. And then it says the, the horn was broken, yep. and four horns came up in its place. Right. Yeah, and then it says out of one of the horns, which is the one which is around the Middle East, um, the, came another little horn, and that little horn was Rome. Right. And Rome came to um, eventually down into the Middle East, to Israel, yep. and to Jerusalem. And the Bible goes on to say that, that in actual fact that horn would, in actual fact, destroy um, the temple in Jerusalem. So, right. Yeah. And, and if you, sorry. There you go. Yeah, and you'd go further. It's just so so incredible when you look at it. See, it actually then said, um, or the, the prophet Daniel was asking the question of the angel. And he says, well, how long's it going to be? Yeah. And the angel said it's going to be 2,300 days. Now, 2,300 right. days in the Scripture is equivalent to 2,300 years. Right. And the starting point was the first battle, the Battle of Granicus. And it went through from 33 and a half BC to eventually, when you bring the 2,300 through, to 1967 Seven. or 1966 and a half, halfway yeah. through 1967. So the 2,300 years mm. ended up uh, with uh, Jerusalem being uh, recaptured or brought back into the hands of Israel yeah, in right. modern times. And that's only happened in yeah. the last, what, 70-odd years, 75 years. Yeah.
0: yeah. So about Israel, mm-hmm. have you spent much time in Israel?
1: Yeah, Israel's great, yeah. Um, we wouldn't spend a lot of time compared to some, but yeah. most certainly what we've seen is just magic, yeah?
0: Yeah. Uh, what's so, what's, what, where have you been in Israel? Okay,
1: look, okay, one of the things you can see where you can see the hand of God quite clearly Um, is a little place called Hazor, right at the top. It's it's spelt H-A-Z-O-R. Most of us would call it Hazor. But um, when you hear people actually describe it on documentaries, etc., they say Hazor. Now, it's right at the north. Um, It's a place which has been reconstructed after archaeologists have been there. And the Bible says that Joshua, who led Israel into the land after Moses died, around about 14... 50 BC, somewhere yep. around there, yeah. Um, he, one of the places he went to and burnt, burnt, was Hatzor. Right. You know, and uh, a lot of other cities, it says he, he let them go, but he burnt Hatzor, specifically says that in the Bible. And you can actually go there today and say, well, we saw anyway, and you can see evidence of this burning, clear evidence of the fire that was there from the times of Joshua. Yeah? Right, so, yeah. Yes, that's, a, that's as you start at the top of the land. You come... Partway down, and there's another interesting thing to see. It's just something, just well, it is miraculous. Yeah. What you've got, it's called uh, Mount <coughs> Mount Gilboa. Now, Mount Gilboa was a spot where um, Saul, King Saul, around about 1050 to 1100 BC, um, and the the um, the nation of Israel was fighting against the Philistines. Yeah. They're in what's called the Valley of Jezreel. It's very flat and the, the Israelites were, were not doing so good. The Philistines were pushing them, and they were winning the battle. Yep. And what happened then is Saul and his sons and, and the, the rest of the Israelites moved backwards, but they moved back onto the mount, this mountain called Gilboa. Now, it depends on where you are. We're not talking about massive mountains like might be in Turkey or you know, in Tibet and things like that, Nepal and that. We're talking about something it's like a big hill sharp sharp right so nothing massive yeah sorry
0: so nothing massive no nothing real massive
1: and and well, they could easy back onto it and they did they backed up for a last stand and it was just so interesting and little by little the philistines were starting to get the upper hand and they shot the arrows um king saul who Saul, who was king at the time his sons uh jonathan the others ended up hit with arrows and uh, and they died a lot of the people of israel died and eventually king saul died on the mountains of uh, Gilboa. Now, at that you say, well, that's interesting. But the thing that is interesting is um, a little bit later after David, who became king of Israel, the one who slew Goliath, David and Goliath, he actually cursed the mountains because of what happened to Saul and his sons and Israel. And he said, let there not be anything that grows on that part of the mountain Uh, from henceforth. And if you go to Israel today, we were there a few years ago on, at Mount Gilboa, and you can see a strip on that mountain where there's nothing grows. Really? On the, round of, on the round from that strip, everything grows. And You're kidding. And from what we've been told is Israel has tried a number of times to grow things, and they can't do it. And Not at it, all. It's just there, and you can't grow anything on it, uh, but the rest does. That's but crazy. It's just an incredible witness to the hand yeah. of God and to the miracle that's there, um, just there, even in our face. Yeah, But I mean, unless you look at the scripture, you won't even know that. You yeah. just think it's a bad patch of land, which it was, yeah. which it is now. Yeah, yeah. But it mightn't have been if it wasn't for the curse. So
0: they have they done much research into why anything won't grow there?
1: I, not that I know of, but uh, yeah. I think they just tried and it never worked. Um, maybe, maybe some of them did do their own homework yeah. and see... Yeah, you know, this was the curse that David put on. So let's forget about doing any more. Yeah. I don't. know. <laughs> um, most yeah. certainly, though, it's a real stark eye opener.
0: Yeah, for sure. When you see it, yeah. that's crazy. So there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy about Israel at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just with all around the world because mm-hmm. people say, with all the fighting that's going on with between um, the palace, the, uh, the the Palestine, 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 and um and Israel, people say, uh, the land of Israel was Palestine. Mm. Do you have any, would you be able to shed any light on the history of Israel, where it came from, um, whose land it previously was, where did it, how did it originate, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, okay, look, the Bible's probably the best source, and some people say, look, we don't want to have a look at the Bible, but right. the reality is some years ago, and I don't know what they're doing now, but in high school history, yep. ancient history, the Bible was the most reliable source of you know, what they referred to as their textbook. Right. Because of the fact is the history has been proven to be so good. Many archaeologists have actually found things mm. based on whether, what the Bible has said. Gee. Um, there's an, another man by the name of Josephus, a historian. Um, again, people say, oh, no, he's wrong, he's wrong, yeah? But he's mm. given some details about uh, Jerusalem and particularly destruction by the Romans, and which you know people said, no, it can't be right. But time goes on and he's proved to be right. Right. And so what we've got now, we've got uh, the the history of Israel basically starts with um, a man by the name of Abraham who was uh, had to... A son by the name of Isaac. He had a son, two sons. One was the name of uh, Jacob and the other yep. one Esau. Now, the line down to the nation of Israel went down through um, Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Yep. And God made promises to each of them that one day they would stand in the land. So, just on a side, it tells you that one day they've got to be resurrected from the dead. Right. Now, and that's the Bible teaching, not to float to heaven, but to be resurrected from the dead. Yeah. But anyway, then what we have is that um, Jacob went down into Egypt, and there they stayed for some 400 years. And they were, you know, the stories now is um, people might know about, like, the Ten Commandments, and, and that they're in Egypt, and they'll. Beaten um, by uh, you know the taskmasters in right. Egypt, yep. um, and become slaves. Well, that's all part and parcel of it, and eventually, yep. um, God moved. And they came out. They came yeah. out through the wilderness, and they went into the promised land. So that really was the start of the nation. Right. Um, and the Canaanites were there at the time. Different, different sort of Canaanites. Yeah. And they eventually drove them out.
0: So where was that, the? You said the promised land, right? Where's that promised land? Oops. Where's that promised land located? Like on a map? Like is that the land of Canaan you're referring to? Yeah, it was the land of Canaan. Right.
1: And uh, to, you know today it's Israel. In actual fact, a little bit more than Israel's is here today. Right. Um, so. That's the area where it is, and it's come down through the kings of Israel, um, prophets, yep. and right. down through uh, time. So,
0: so so, you're saying that Israel was always there, like it was established in that? that was the land that was given to them way back yes. when Abraham, Isaac, yes. and Jacob were around. Yes. How, far, how long ago were they?
1: Being, God God gave it. That was about, when they first went in under Moses, yep. that was about 1450 uh, BC. BC you, you see a lot of different notations of it yep. um, coming much uh, earlier yeah, or right. later, coming more to our period. Mm-hmm. But in actual fact, it was reasonably early. Abraham was around the 2000s, 1900s. Right, somewhere around the B C before the
0: birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. Right, so, and so so this are... so this conspiracy theory, almost that that in recent times Israel's came in and recaptured the land at nineteen forty eight, and it wasn't their land; it was always Palestine's land, and the British mandate doesn't exist. All that sort of stuff, right? Mm. You'd you'd call total crap on that. Is that
1: well, right? well, I don't know if I'd say that. What it is, the reality is, yep. God deter- God scattered them. There's no right. risk about that. They they turned away from um, the ways of God. They crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're in around about 33 AD or the current era they call it, mm. and the Lord you're referring Jesus to the Jews Christ- now, yeah. Sorry, you're referring to the Jews. Yes, yep. yes, they, right. the Jews themselves. Now, what the Lord Jesus Christ made a prophecy. Yep. Um, it was only two days before <clears throat> he was crucified, and he said. Um, that their temple there, which they had that Herod built, this magnificent temple, and uh, they, they thought they're unbeatable, yeah. Right. Um, but what, what uh, the Lord said is that there won't be left standing one stone upon another. This was two days before he's crucified, and and uh, he said that generation wouldn't pass until all these things have been fulfilled. Now the Lord was crucified about thirty four, you know, in the current era or AD, yep. um, half part through the year. Now, it was about 66 AD and the Romans then came against uh, against uh, um, the area of um, Israel because they had rebelled against Rome, simple yep. as that. And so the Romans came back. They didn't like it. The Jews were very successful for quite a while, but eventually the Romans came back and they were ready now to take on the Jews and take them on strongly. Right. Uh, Nero was the emperor. And Nero had given commandment to a member by the name of Vespasian Who was yep. in Greece at the time Came yep. across Turkey with an army Yep Another army came from Syria Another one came from Egypt right. So they're ready to fight And uh, we see, see again the words of the Lord Jesus Christ Because what he said He said when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies Get out Yeah Now you, anyone who was a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ or what he said would take notice to what he said. Yeah. Now, you had to be very precise because what was going to happen is if you get, went out of Jerusalem too early, yeah, wasn't surrounded by armies, well, you're going to go to an area where you're going to get slaughtered.
0: Yeah. And, right.
1: and eventually those who were believers went to a place called Pella. It's up, it's up near Galilee. Yeah, yeah, and um, which is north of um, Jerusalem, and uh, and if they'd gone there too early, they would have been slaughtered because right. Vespasian took his armies and just went right, right through there. the place. Yes. Yeah, right. Now, but then later on, um, Jerusalem did get surrounded by armies, and and well, they thought, well, how do you get out? You can't. Mm. But what happened was uh, the emperor Nero died, and. Uh, Vespasian took all his armies and moved them back to the coast. Now that was the opportunity, and so those who had listened to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ got out of Jerusalem and went up right up north to Pella. All the actions had, had finished up so there. So the opposite
0: way, yeah,
1: yeah, and they're right up north, yeah. yeah. So it was the op- they took the opportunity. All the action what the Romans had finished, probably mm-hmm. I mean, they had subdued the uh, the area. <coughs> Um, you know very well, and but now they were focusing on Jerusalem. Right, Nero had died, and so Vespasian was waiting for his orders. um He then went back to um, Rome, and he became the emperor.
0: The Vespasian. Yes, Vespasian. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he then had to then make mm. a move. Uh, sorry, he then told his son to make a move yep. on Jerusalem. Right. And they did. Now, here's the words of the Lord Jesus Christ again. There won't be left standing one stone upon another. Now, there were 60,000 Romans with auxiliaries and other bits mm-hmm. in total. Uh, inside, there was quite a number of people who were Jewish to defend Jerusalem. Right. And there were three walls. And they smashed through the first wall. Yep. And they did it with only seven or eight days. Yep. You know, 15 days, I think it was. Yep. And then uh, there was a second wall. And they smashed through that in eight days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the Romans are going well. They're saying, yeah, okay, we're going to go real good. And uh, then they came to the third wall. It was the old wall, and it was, I think it was about 60 feet high or 20 meters high, somewhere in there, right. and about five meters thick. So it was pretty hard for them to get through. And so they used their battering rams, and they bashed away and bashed away and bashed away, and all they did was get a, a blunt battering ram because right. it, was, it was too hard.
0: Gee, right. So th- and so just for context, how, how do you know roughly the size and the thickness of the other two walls?
1: No, they were nowhere near So I'm not sure exact size, but yeah, they were right. nowhere near it. They were able to bash through them yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. But this one now is just, yeah. But yeah. See, the, Massive. Yeah, the, the second two walls were put up l- at a later period right. and um, obviously just thrown up a little bit quicker than uh, than the, uh, the first wall, yeah? Yeah. And uh, anyway, so they took about three months before they finally got through. and yep. they finally got through, and and then the words of the Lord Jesus Christ came startling uh, true for the uh, for those who were, we're inside. Still inside. Yeah, who never listened to his words and saw him as just a, a criminal. Yeah, um, and and they crucified him. Uh, but then they the Romans got through the different spots, and they got to the temple. And when they got to the temple, um, uh, yes, well Titus actually said, look, he had a meeting of all his commanders and said we're going to keep the temple as a, as a monument to Rome. But the Lord Jesus Christ has said there won't be left standing one stone upon another. Yeah. Titus is saying we're going to keep it and his thumbs are up, boys. Let's just uh, do the job and knock the Jews over and then we'll uh, keep the temple and we'll keep it in place. And, right. and look, that's common sense, isn't it? When, yeah, you go, right. when you go to a place, if you don't have to destroy it,
0: yeah, well, keep it. Yeah, well, keep you it. want to keep it. Yeah, yeah you, sure. mean, you, you get yeah. that asset. Yeah, yeah that's it's fine. I mean, if you're
1: going to beat them up, you beat them up. But um, yeah. keep the asset and take a bite of them. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what he saw because uh, it was yeah. a magnificent building. Right. But God had determined different through the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they got close to the close to the um, temple, yeah, the Jews were holding out in the temple area, and they were still fighting viciously. Right. And and the soldiers just got so sick of them. That one soldier stepped on top of another one's shoulders, and he threw a uh, a firebrand into the into the temple, and there was uh, curtains and different things, and away it went, and it just started Up burning. Yep. And Titus is commanding his men to put the fire out, and uh, they couldn't do. It. No, they just they didn't. They just ignored him really, yep. and uh, and then eventually, what happened is the the stones got so hot that uh, they passed the heat from one stone to another. Uh, because there was no mortar, it was so beautifully built, they just didn't have mortar between them. It was so right. fine. They they say you couldn't put a razor blade between the stones. Gee. It was so finely cut. Yeah. And uh, and then anyway, so what happens then is that as one stone got really hot and exploded, well, the heat passed to the next one and they all started going off like a firecracker. Yeah. You know? And they wow. just went, went bang, 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 bang. And then what happened is uh, a lot of gold melted. Now, if you're a soldier and you're on pretty low pay, when you see all this gold at your feet, well, you want the gold. So they started. Yeah. They started going to work as well. Right. Now today in Jerusalem, there's a real witness to this because in in the street below, what they call the retaining wall, mm. which had the temple on it, um, the soldiers actually started, you know, pulling out these these stones, and they're still in the street today. So wow. you just see a real proof. Um, of what these things have happened in time past,
0: yeah. That's 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 really that's a really crazy oh, story, hundred percent. Oh, it is, yeah. The yeah. fact that you know there's evidence of that, like tangible evidence, mm. there today still, yeah. yeah. And did you did you see that when you were in Israel? Yes, you we saw, saw it. We know? saw it in
1: Israel, and yeah. and uh, we went up to. Um, Mount Scopus, Mount of Olives, right. just on the northeast of what's called the Mount of Olives, which is on the east of the uh, city, right. um, is a place called Mount Scopus. Now that's where the Romans actually had their camp as they right. looked at at the um, the city and did their planning, etc. Mm-hmm. And, and interesting enough, too, in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ, He actually on the Mount of Olives there said to His disciples that you know that He gave them work to do to go into all the world and to preach the gospel, yep. and who who was who believed the gospel or good news that he mm-hmm. preached um, and was baptised could be saved. And he that believed not would be condemned. And right. so there was an opportunity. As he gave opportunity for people to get out of the city and live at that time, he gave an opportunity for people to live and live forever. Right. And, and when you look at the gospel, it's not just anything. You can't just believe what you like, you know, um, because there are a lot of false ideas around, and yeah. particularly now. And yep. uh, and particularly was we talked about Turkey, mm-hmm. well we were fortunate enough to go to Istanbul, and uh, and like I said Thessaloniki down there Thessaloniki, uh, they, they're both connected with a man by the name of Constantine. Right. Okay. And Const- so who was he? Constantine eventually became emperor of Rome, but he was a, he was the son of a, um, uh, they called him Augustus at the time. Right. Know, what it was, um, you had the Roman Empire was basically divided into four. And uh, they were four – they'd have one emperor really over the top and there were four what's called Augusti who were the, like the next row down sort of thing, mm-hmm. and they looked after different parts of the empire. And uh, we, we were fortunate enough that when we went to the Thessaloniki, we were able to see an arch. Mm-hmm. And this arch is where um, a man by the name of Galerius – this is around the 300 wow. uh, current era – and uh, he actually had Constantine kept in in prison, basically without being saying it's prison. He was like under home arrest without right. saying it. Well, anyway, uh, Constantine then escaped and he went right across the the Roman Empire, ended up joining his father in Britain, England, and uh, and he joined him. And uh, the interesting thing is this is that uh, his father died. His mother was a Christian. Right, yep, and so there's all changes happening here. But we were fortunate enough to go to York as well. And when you go to York, you can see a statue of Constantine, and he's actually on his horse or something like this. And it's when his men in York declared that he would be emperor of Rome, right? Of course, there was a problem because
0: someone was already sitting on the throne, so someone had to leave <laughs> as and, emperor. Yeah, yeah. So
1: if he's going to get it, he has, yeah, yes. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, axe, yes, yeah. Yes, that's right. cut, yeah. His, cut his head off. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's right. So he had to go back and then fought. Yeah. It was called the Battle of the Milvian Bridge. Right. And uh, and it was the final battle. It's outside Rome. Right. And we've been fortunate to be on that. So it's just exciting things that you can see. Yeah. Where right. on one side of the bridge, uh, um, Constantine had his army. Yeah. And on the other side was the, uh, uh, his name was Maxentius, and he was on you know the Roman side. Whereas, uh, whereas Constantine's getting ready to attack Rome. Yeah,
0: right? right. So with the story that you're saying about, you know, seeing all the going back to the stories of the stones exploding in um, in Israel in, mm-hmm. the, in Jerusalem, wh- when you see when you're seeing all this evidence in front of you, what does that mean for you personally? Like, how like what goes through your mind when uh, you look at something like that?
1: What it is, is this: you you where you're walking, you're walking. On evidence that there's a God in heaven right. who rules in the kingdom of men. Right. And while we might decide that we're going to go our own way, when I say we I'm talking about man and the human race, you know, God's got a plan and purpose, and he will achieve what he's going to do. Yeah. And it just tells you straight out he's working towards his plan and purpose. Right. And we can either be a part of that mm-hmm. or we can watch it all go down the drain. Like people, when the Lord gave a message to people uh, in his day— Yeah. He um, you know, People either listened to him and they lived yep. or they didn't listen to him and they died. Right. And we're, we're given the same opportunity, you know, and, and that's what it does. It really means all that to you. And when you, so we say that, we're not talking about a church belief today because the churches have lost the truth for a long time. And actually, when we just mentioned Constantine, he was the one who brought it right undone. Right. His mother was, when he got to the Battle of the Milvian Bridge, Uh, He he said he had a sign by this this sign, uh, Conquer. Yep. And it was like the sign of the cross or Jesus. And he put it on all his soldiers and he won the battle. Right. And uh, the other one, and therefore what he did, he then Christianized Rome. But when he Christianized it, he still liked his... uh, um, His gods, these pagan yeah, gods yeah. that he had, and pagan just simply means the, the gods they had before Christianity came on or right. whatever they were, like Zeus and Jupiter and Mars and Saturn, all those gods, yeah? Yep. He still wanted them, but he still wanted Christianity, so he merged it all together. And so the church never really had Bible truth ever since that, and it's about 325 A.D.,
0: yeah. Right, so it goes all the way back to there that yes. it's been founded on yes, and wrong the, beliefs, you call it. That's right. Yep. The
1: Catholic Church really came from that day. They actually refer to him as Constantine the Great because of the right. fact that, well, he was probably great because he conquered, but they oh. see him as great because he was the founder of the
0: church, the Christian Christian church. Right. And but, so they hold this guy as like um you know, like the um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking Irreverent.
1: for? Reverent. They're very they reverent. They yeah, seem right. like a divine, like a saint, something yeah, right. Like that. So great, yeah, yeah. Um, and but what it did, it meant that the Catholic Church never had Bible teaching ever since. Yeah, right. So you got things were introduced like Christmas. You know, <coughs> you've got Easter, which you've all got. Pagan hmm. origins; they've, they've got a flavour of uh, Christianity about them, right? Um, and uh, but that's all it is; it's a flavour to make it sound that way. But the reality is, their roots are in paganism because that's what was there in ancient Rome before yeah, right. he came on the scene. And he just then merged it all together. Look, R- he's a politician. Yeah, you know, a politician. Just what? What do you do? You try to please all the people, or as many as the people you can, so that you got people on side with you. And that's exactly what Constantine did. He right. had people in his empire who were Christians. He had people in his empire who were pagans. Right. And so he just said, um, okay, we'll put Let's this together. together. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep them all happy. And that's what he did. But yeah, it's interesting. You know, I don't know if you've ever read a book. It's called Mystery Babel on the Great. No, no and, I don't um know. It's just a, a little book. It's a paperback. If you get hold of it, it's, it's, it really shows you a lot of things that have come into the Catholic Church, yeah. which really were not not Bible based. Yeah, right. They're more, um, you know, pagan. They're more like the gods of the emperors before, and yeah. you know, Egyptian gods and things like. What's those. the book called again? Sorry, uh, Mystery Babylon. Mystery, yeah, ba- Mystery Babylon. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have
0: to. I have to look that up. So how does that, so how does that work? You 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 said that. You said that Christian so Christmas and Easter, are all introduced by the Catholic. So that wasn't so. Ha, so that originated from the Catholic Church,
1: from the Church. Yes, that's right. Christmas started coming in before Constantine, but he right. he gave it a good go, and uh, it was something that came when people came into uh, Christianity. They they didn't want to let go of some of the old ideas, yeah, which were not part of uh, Bible teaching, yeah, and so they kept it. And initially, there was a lot of opposition. Between those who wanted to faithfully serve God and Lord Jesus Christ and and follow the Bible, mm. um, compared to those who wanted to introduce the new ideas, and so little by little they came in. When Constantine came in, he just accelerated everything. Yeah? Right, because yeah.
0: like you say, it was a people pleaser. It was a people pleaser. Right. That's so, right. so the the basis of Chris, Christmas isn't really based on any sort of. I mean, it, like. People look at it today and go, "Oh, yeah, the, the birth of Jesus, or whatever." Right? Mm. But mm. you're saying that it's actually got no significance to not, not at the, all, not, not at all, at all. right? At all. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, they say, say it's about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. but When you look back through uh, through in actual fact where it came from, mm. um, it actually is associated with the birth of the sun god. Now. Sun, really? Yes. And, yeah, So, what did he see like
0: is that Ra, Ra the sun god? Ra is
1: the sun god according to Egypt. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what they called in the uh, in the north, but Ra. what it was basically is in the northern hemisphere, yeah. remembering we we you know recording from the southern hemisphere, yeah. in the northern hemisphere winter was you know well and truly the middle of winter was around December. And so what they used to do is have Get the time when the when the sun was about to start returning on its revolution, and they knew that they knew they called it the uh, winter solstice, yeah. And it was a time when the sun was just the furthest and just started coming back. In other words, okay. you're just halfway through winter, basically. Right. Basically, yep. and uh, and uh, they picked the 25th of December. Uh, some went for the 22nd. If you're Greek Orthodox, they've gone for the 6th of January. Right. Um, so, uh, so there's different little things, but 25th of December is mainly picked out by uh, people we would associate in our Western society. Right. Um, and that's the date they took. That was the birth of the sun god. He was supposed to be called Nimrod.
0: Yeah. So mm. why would they associate? I mean, obviously there's the answer, you know, trying to please as many people as possible, publicity, money. But what, what would be the purpose of picking that specific date, the 25th, and aligning that with... The birth of Jesus. Like why? Why would they label that date as the birth of okay, Jesus? Okay, what they
1: did—they already had the feast, right? And now they wanted to justify it according to Christianity. Yeah. So they decided to put that tag on it. Was the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ? Right. To now,
0: attract more people.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, it's right. It, well, that's what it really was. It really okay. attracts more people. If you look in the scripture, and you follow um, a number of bits and pieces, you'll you'll see that the Lord was born probably September October. Okay. So, yep. so you can you can actually prove that from different parts of the scripture. Yeah. Right. But you look at another part. The Catholics have also introduced um, a day for um, John the Baptist. Um, okay. And because John the Baptist was born six day, six months different to. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ Yeah um, And they've got that Around July So they picked a sun <laughs> They picked another time Which is another feast Which would have been Their summer Yeah yeah, right so
0: They would have picked it When the sun was like Slightly yeah. out But yeah. you know
1: The, the Bible's interesting the prophet Jeremiah Actually says um, In in chapter 7 I think it was Or mm-hmm. 10 I'm not sure One of those chapters now yeah. But he actually talks About the fact that In Babylon Which is Babylon Ancient Babylon uh, In the Middle East It was an empire Yep. And and what they did is because they, they didn't have any uh, mm. Bible teaching. Right. What they did is they uh, they used to cut down the tree. He says they cut that, and they cut down the tree. Yep. They deck it with silver and gold and they put it in the corner and they fasten it in the corner. Yep. So they really described what we would call a Christmas tree. Right. And and mm. then the uh, then God says to to or Jeremiah through Jeremiah says that the people were not to do it. Um, those who are truly believers in the Bible don't do what they do. Yeah? Right. So it's interesting. In another couple of chapters later, it actually talks about their um, uh, hot cross buns and, and things like this. Yeah. This introduced uh, by the church. Yes, introduced. To, yeah, right. yeah, and they call them the cakes from the Queen of Heaven. And this is 600 years before the Lord yeah, Jesus right. Christ was born. Yeah? <laughs> so it's quite easy to see right. a, um, that they did these things well before Christ was born. I mean, yeah. The Easter egg came from, um, there was a goddess called Astarte, A-E-S-T-A-R-T-E. Right. Well, it's not hard to put her name together. You get Easter out of it, don't you? And it was supposed to be in Babylon. There's different stories, but... The one right at the root of it is back in Babylon, and it was supposed to be that an egg came down from heaven yeah. and fell into the River Euphrates, and uh, and then out of it came this uh, goddess mm. Astadi and there we go from there. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's where we got it.
0: Today. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So mm. you've got a you've got a wealth of knowledge on these all these topics, and but for someone listening, you know, there's bound to be that one person that goes, oh, he, he's full of he's full of rubbish, right? Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone that says you're full of rubbish? Like, wh- what would you say to them?
1: Oh, I think, look, we, we've got access to so much information. Right. And people can check it. Mm. You know, just check it. Just do a study. Do yeah. Um, yeah, Constantine. Yeah. Have a look at the great the Catholic Church, where it came from. Yeah. Um, you, if you want to check those things, you can check them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll be able to see very clearly that right. Christianity has moved. I mean, you look at Christianity, it's breached it's branched out all over yeah. the place started off with the the catholic church roman catholic i must say yeah then we had around the 1054 we see the greek orthodox right. uh decided now greek orthodox were centered in constantinople so you got you know, one capital in rome another one in constantinople again right. where well, we were fortunate enough to go to constantinople and you can see constantine's actual uh, uh
0: name in the oh where he was buried yeah right he's okay. actually tomb you Yeah. Uh,
1: or cask so, again, and you see evidence of be more all over the place. Yeah. yeah? Um, but what you've got then is, is they decide they didn't like the Pope. The Pope didn't like them. But the Greek Orthodox didn't want to be under their control. So, then in 1054, they split. Now, what happened then is you got the Western side, and I say the Greek Orthodox with Constantinople is the East, and so the Rome is in the West. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, for a long time, Constantinople was the Muscle, of those in the east but eventually they stopped it and uh, they had difficulties now the west goes on for another four or five hundred years
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and then what we see is that uh, europe then starts to go into a different sort of phase where they had what's called the protestants so a lot of people are starting to read their bible right. and the uh, difficulty with living in those times in europe and england <clears throat> pardon me was that if you spoke out about what you believed, you could be burnt at the stake. And, right. and a lot of people were. They were mm-hmm. tortured and burnt yeah, uh, for what they believed. Right. And so eventually what happened, though, is the Protestants actually moved away from the Catholic Church um, about the 15, 1600s. And so we ended up then with Protestant churches. And today we call them Protestant churches, but they don't, <clears throat> pardon me, they got their name because they protested they right. protested against the Bishop of Rome. So um, that's where they got the name from. That's how they got yeah, the name. Right. They're still calling Protestant today, but they mm. don't protest anymore. Right. They've actually gone back to the teachings of of the Roman Catholic Church. And not exactly the same, but they basically accept them all. Right. And they've, they've all changed. Now, the Bible describes them in this way. It says that the Catholic Church basically calls it the mother. Um, abominations of the earth she had written right. on her forehead. Calls it the mother of harlots. So if the Catholic Church is the mother, then we say, well, who's the harlots? Well, the harlots are the ones who came out of the mother, which right. are the daughters, which are the Protestants and others that came from them. But it also said, probably <clears throat> that they had, she had the blood of the martyrs or those who were witnesses for Jesus uh, in in her hands, in the cup of that she right. drank. So there's obviously been. Um, a murderous system, and that's what it describes it against these people. And so you can identify even the time period when she
0: did yeah. that. Yeah, right. So, so how you how did you come across all this knowledge? Like, like, how what got you interested into this? Like, there was, surely there was a time where you weren't interested in any of this sort of stuff, didn't know anything about it. So what, you know, how how has this progressively gotten to the where stage you're at where you know all this stuff about? All these topics that we're discussing.
1: Yeah, it ha- look, it happens over time. <clears throat> Pardon me. it doesn't happen in five minutes. But the yeah. reality is, um, you know, when when the Lord Jesus Christ gave you know the 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 directions for people to either live or not live in His days, yeah, and um, those directions are there for us as well. Because, like right. I said, He said, "He that believes and is baptized." Will be saved, yeah. And once we understand that and take hold of that fact,
0: mm-hmm. we've got
1: then a choice, yeah. Um, we, either we want to live, or we, we don't care, and we're right. happy to go to the grave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Carol and myself, uh, my dear wife, we looked at it some years ago, or nearly going on towards forty years now, yeah. Ago, and and then we decided that yes, we'll have a closer look. Right. Um, we wrote to the Catholic Church because they're the biggest, and asked them some questions. We wrote to um, what was called the Church of England or Anglican Church, and we asked right. them some questions, and uh, n- they couldn't answer the questions very good.
0: Right. So we yeah.
1: decided to pursue um, what we were looking at, and right. then were Bible students—pardon <coughs> me—they called Christadelphians. And when we say that, we're not out to publicise the people, not at all, yeah. because you know we're, we're all human beings and we do have failings. Um, but most certainly, uh, um, the teachings that we were able to look at at the time, were able to convince us that the Bible was something to look at, and that God is real, and that there's a plan and purpose with this creation man, and we wanted to be a part of it, and that's where we started. And then part of what you do then is you you continue to read, and part of our um, um, sort of you call it like a timetable, I suppose. Yearly yeah. timetables. We would read the New Testament twice each year, yeah. and the Old Testament once. Yeah. And at the same time, you have questions. You, you, we don't just take things uh, uh, for granted. If we don't mm-hmm. understand it, we have got to research it, yeah, and that right. research leads to doing different things that, uh, um, like we're talking about tonight. Yeah, right. You do a lot of research. Yeah, and, and yeah, you know, but again, it doesn't happen in five minutes. It takes yeah, a
0: time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So going back to the very beginning mm. just before we wrap up here what what was the high moment of your trips over to Israel? what was the take home you know you you've returned home what was the the best part about that, and why was it your best part?
1: look, the best part was simply seeing this is that everywhere we move, we see evidence that there's a God in heaven right yeah with well, God's footprints were all over, and I'm not saying the Lord Jesus Christ. Pummy <clears throat> is God, yeah. but God's the Maker. God's the Creator. God's yeah. the Father of and the And you Lord can see Jesus that everywhere. Christ. And you can see evidence of it. Yeah, we right. just talked about the mountains of Gilboa. We talked about Hatzor. but yeah. you've also got things like Hezekiah's tunnel. Yeah, you know, right. You've got the, all the things that are in the Bible records, which. Yeah. Are, there which are stamping uh that God's, you know prophets have been here god's word is all here yeah yeah we were fortunate one time to find uh, um the starting of a a work at a place called uh, magdala now from what i gather the work's well and truly underway now but this is going back about eight nine years right and they just started doing some work and when we went past it we thought oh well I can't see if they can let us in and we went in and it was just tremendous you see evidence of what the bible stories are yeah right you see evidence of the jewish uh, lives how they lived yeah mm. um probably <clears throat> we were in first time we were in a place called Tiberius yeah and just coming when we went to some places uh, around we would come back um, over yeah from uh, across the north part past uh, these mountains or hills mm. and in the year 132 to 135 what happened was um, the, the nation, or the Jewish people, actually rebelled again against Rome and right. actually set up their own king. They drove the Romans out in big numbers. Yeah, right. And, but the Romans came back and yeah. uh, there were these, these caves at the top there. were just just tremendous. You see these caves yeah. and, uh, and it's evidence of the fact of what actually happened. The Romans actually finally got them and they would lower a soldier down the side of the hill, and they'd have big long pikes, and they would <laughs> stab the people as inside. they're dangling. Yeah, in there, in too. there, and uh, and they would then smoke them out. Wow. Now, 135 saw a total destruction, and hundreds of thousands again die. Yeah. And that was really, um, if you look at Israel's own history, they will say that's the real scattering of the people of Israel, and God scattered them. Yeah. Wow. In order that one day He would regather them, and that's what we're seeing today. They're regathered, and that's the Bible talk. Yeah, he who scattered Israel will regather him, and yeah. that's uh, that's a real take-home message. Yeah, yeah. Um, God's hand working, the nearness of the return, and the Bible talks about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's right on us. Yeah, right. Everything that's happening. So yeah, that's a take-home message. Again. Yeah, right. That well,
0: feeling of excitement there. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Well, I mean, I've been to Israel as well, and you know, not as much as you, no, you've no, been there plenty not. more times. No, but like, it, if I can add to that, you know, there's there's so much you can see there mm. that's physical like literally you can touch it you can see it you can go inside that cave you can go inside that tunnel mm. you can see it all on the walls mm. you, you know they're physical evidence and if you look at you know how that ties in with everything that's you know gone in, in previous records like the Bible and other tes- and other testimonies mm. it really it really means a lot yeah, you know on, on a personal level because if that's what you mean if like if that's what you believe in mm. And you're like a bit iffy of how, like, oh, do I believe this or not? And you actually see that as mm. hardcore evidence, mm. you know, it really does mean a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, um, so yeah, another great, great, great point, reason by you. But, um,
1: yeah, now look, that's the magic of it. It really is a magic, mm, yeah. Yeah. And um, when you see all those things, yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, totally. Mm.
0: But, um, I, I think we're going to call it a night but we've, uh, we're going for a little bit but yeah, thank you so much for coming out oh, thanks for having me really appreciate good it. good, good yeah. to be with you yeah, yeah. thank you um, hopefully we can sit down again and have a chat about you know, other things you've, you've been to and other places you've experienced and the culture mm-hmm. love you yeah mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. thank you very much and um, if you would like to ask um, John any questions go to the slash ask and we'll forward it on to him thanks again very much Really I do care. appreciate it.